0: The real estate world is changing. Opportunity is everywhere. It has never been so easy to connect, share and bring people together. We're learning from others and finding the very best in ourselves. Challenging our beliefs, overcoming our fears, transforming ourselves so we can transform our business. This is investor creator. What's up, deal makers, Brad here? wanted to touch base with everybody, so I'm actually mobile today. apologize about the uh, probably subpar audio quality. I'm recording this on my iPhone, so but that's okay. It's a message that matters. So wanted to go through this, and this is just something that kind of bothered me. I just got back from St. Petersburg, Florida, which was actually really good timing because, For most of the country, we had that big winter wave come in. And so Nashville, where I'm from and where a lot of our business operates, I mean, was just effectively shut down. And so it really worked out well that we had this trip planned. We're finalizing the event space for our mastermind coming up in May. And just so happened that while we're gone to sunny South Florida, that, uh, well, we got a pretty big ice storm. And so everything was shut down. It it really made for a good time and, and really good timing as well. But while I was on the trip, I thought, well, you know, let's just see what other people are thinking about real estate right now. Because I really don't listen to real estate podcasts that much anymore. I listen to marketing and I listen to uh, entrepreneurship and that kind of thing, but I don't really listen to real estate that much. And I thought, well, let's just see what other people are thinking about the, the real estate industry right now, okay? And I just could not believe some of the advice that is being thrown out there right now. And a lot of it, guys, just comes from the fact that I started in this business in 2010 in the middle of a real estate collapse. So I know people personally that got hurt from bad decisions during the 04 to 07 boom, and I saw what those choices ended up being in terms of consequences. And what that was was people lost families, people lost marriages, they lost their homes, they went bankrupt, they lost their entire life savings based off of bad decisions during a boom, right? Well, I'm sure that we can all agree that we're in the middle of a boom right now. And what has probably been the biggest real estate boom on record, and certainly one of the longest, you know, in 2014, the market really began to correct and began to start to come up. We had appreciation for the first time in probably, you know, five years. And so anybody that has invested in real estate from 14 on, even if they made pretty poor decisions, In most markets, the appreciation that happened after they purchased has saved them from those bad decisions. So you have a lot of people that have made a lot of money the past six, seven years that are not effectively very smart people, and they're not really even operating in terms of conservatism the way that we do it, okay? So the question that was posed on one of these real estate podcasts was, so what about the 70% rule? So let's go through this. For those of you that don't know, the 70% rule effectively says that you want to be all in on a property at 70% of its value, okay? So let's take easy numbers, $200,000 exit, uh, ARV. So let's assume house is worth 200,000. The most that we can be in on this property is $140,000. So 0.7 times the exit, that's the absolute maximum that we can be in. That includes our repair costs, our holding costs, our cost to sell, all of that, okay? So if we had a $20,000 rehab budget, then the maximum that we could pay for this property to go retail is $120,000, okay? Does all that make sense so far, right? Pretty easy math. And so the question that was posed on this real estate podcast was, well, what about the 70% rule? Does the 70% rule still work in today's market? And I couldn't believe the responses that, that I heard. So the main guy on this podcast said, well, you know, If I offered 70% on the deals that I did, then I would probably get like 20% of the deals under contract that I currently get under contract. So 80% of my business would evaporate if I went by this conservative model, right? And I was just like, you gotta be freaking kidding me. And then they continue to talk and they're like, oh, you know, in really expensive price markets, like let's say it's an $800,000 median market, then we're going up to 85% of value because you know we'll have a 6% cost to sell and you know a couple percent in holding costs and this and this and so you know we're we're still making like $50,000 and I was thinking man these guys did not see what I saw during the collapse and guys this is the exact time that we have to be conservative because if we're going and we're offering 80 85% of value right now to go retail what happens if retail pricing cuts by five to 10%? Let's say that there's some kind of an event, like let's say 9-11. 9-11 is a good example. Nobody, the 10th of September of 2001, was predicting any type of a slowdown in the economy, okay? But by 9 a.m. that morning, everything had changed. The entire world changed. And so the people that were, let's say that they were buying at 85% of value then, what do you think happened to those people, right? So we can't predict the future, but what we can do is control the present to a certain extent. And so what we wanna do is we want to base our decisions based on conservative fundamentals that are tried and true. And 85% of value is, is catastrophic in any type of a real estate event that causes uh, higher days on market, a drop in price, right? And we've been on such a rocket ship in terms of value. Everybody think that this, thinks that this is normal, okay? I use this example sometimes. In my market in Nashville, Tennessee, okay, there used to be a, I'm sure he's still operating, he was a top realtor in the country and his website was 90dayhomesale.com, okay? Uh, His name's Theriotis Homes, okay? Really great guy, I've talked to him a couple of times. 90dayhomesale.com. He ended up having to not use that brand anymore because nobody expected that it should take 90 days to sell a house the past seven or eight years, right? Back in 2006, whenever I specialized in new construction as a realtor, or I knew builders that would be very upset if the house wasn't sold at framing stage. And you have to ask, well, why is that? Because that's all that they were used to. They weren't used to having to complete a spec house, put it on the market and let it sit for 90 to 120 days to get an offer and that offer not be full price or above. Okay, This market is not normal. Okay. And what I want to submit to you is that we don't need to change our fundamentals in order to compete, okay? What we need to do is is do the basics really well. And the basics are, first, lead generation, and second, negotiation, okay? My guess is, is that if these people that are making offers at 85% of value, if they actually had decent lead gen strategies and really good negotiation, they wouldn't have to offer anything. Because the way that we do it, our model is never make an offer, never give a price. And there's a few reasons for that. Number one, a price, an offer is a commodity to shop. Okay, so you leave an offer with somebody, they wanna think about it, then you get shopped around to other deal makers. Secondly, it changes the frame. So it causes a yes or no scenario answer for our seller versus us, right? And we don't wanna give them that power. We want them to make us an offer and then we accept their offer or not, right? And then thirdly, It's an issue of profit, right? So let's say that you have an extremely motivated person that would take 30 cents on the dollar, they just wanna be done. And like we've had a lot of those kinds of deals and you go in and you offer 60 cents on the dollar and they say, yeah, that's great. Well, what happened? Yes, you got a good deal, but you lost more than you're gonna make on that deal, right, because you made an offer. So making offers makes our best deals worse. Does that make sense? So we have to have conservative values because the market at some point will change. And right now there's millions of houses that are behind on payments. These forbearance plans are beginning to end. And I certainly don't have a crystal ball. I don't know when the real estate market's going to change. But my assumption is that we have less time in front of us of of a good market than we have behind us at this point, okay? And so if that's the case, all these people that are making stupid offers at 80, 85% of value, Those guys are going to get taken out if there's any type of a market correction. And so I don't want that for you guys. So takeaways from this podcast. Number one, just because you're not getting deals accepted doesn't mean that your offer is bad and we don't want to supplicate to the market. We want to lead generate to where we have an abundance of opportunity and then the sellers have to go through our funnel the way that we want. They have to answer the questions the way that we want them answered. And they have to do something in terms of price or terms that cause us to say yes to them, okay? As opposed to, let me make offers, make offers, make offers, and oh, I'm not getting getting anything accepted because I have really bad leads or I don't, know under, I don't understand negotiation. And then let me up my offers everywhere. That just causes more risk for the investor. I don't want that for you guys. So takeaway number one, do not move past the 70% rule if you're going retail. That's if you're going retail. We can deal structure all day above 70% of value But if we're going to retail, we have to do 70% or less. And guys, frankly, it's rare that we have to do 70% in my model, usually we're somewhere between 40 and 65. So that's takeaway number one. Takeaway number two, even if we're good at lead gen, we have to also be good at negotiation. Stop making offers, guys, stop making offers. Guys, hope this is helpful. I hope you guys enjoyed this. If you guys have any response or anything, any questions for me, reach out brad at bradsmotherman.com. Appreciate you guys being with us. We'll catch you next time. Happy investing.